everyone expects the Dodgers to get Shohei Otani, so that means they're going to get Shohei Otani, right? What should we expect from Walker Buehler, and what does that mean for the rotation and what the Dodgers are looking for this offseason? And the Silver Slugger Awards were announced, and the Dodgers only had one winner. Were they snubbed? All that and more coming up, so let's get locked on Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked on Dodgers. And if you want to become an everydayer, which is some of our favorite listeners and watchers, all you have to do is listen or watch every day or as close to every day as possible. So if you want to do that, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, and you'll get notified when our episodes are ready for you, which is usually before you wake up every Monday through Friday. If this is your first time listening watching, I'm Vince Samperio, usually joined by co-host Jeff Snyder, but I'll be going solo dolo today. And and, uh, Jeff and I are both lifelong Dodger fans that have watched a lot of Dodger games. We've covered the team. We've spent time in the clubhouse locker room. We've interviewed players. We've done a lot of things in regards to the Dodgers. We're not quite insiders, though. We're just here to bring you some what we believe is smart, rational takes about the Dodgers and uh, hopefully something that you can agree with or not agree with. But either way, you're here listening with us. So uh, let's hop right into it. The Like Jeff mentioned yesterday, the GM meetings ended early. Uh, Not much traction uh, due to the virus that was going around. But uh, enough enough time for... Mark Feinstein from MLB.com to pull some GMs about who he believes is going to get Shohei Otani. And of the 14 GMs that responded, 10 of them uh, believe that the Dodgers are still the favorites to land Shohei Otani. And that just kind of goes on with like a lot of betting odds uh, in different areas that have the Dodgers as the favorite for Otani. And just in general, uh, most of the reports, you know, John Heyman was on uh, the Bleacher Report app earlier in the day, and he still had the Dodgers as, you know, the favorites for Otani. The other nugget that I'll talk about that Heyman added is he still believes Otani will get $500 million in his contract. And, you know, that seems like a lot still, but, you know, would that be too much for the Dodgers to go after? Uh, you know, but first we'll talk about Otani. That we haven't heard anything from Shohei Otani directly. Obviously, we haven't heard anything from his agent. We haven't heard anything other than, you know, we've heard different teams kind of be added to the mix or and or 
be front even front runners like the rangers were said to be one of his top teams now and then you know the cubs are expected to be super aggressive so now they're thrown into the mix and then obviously you know the dodgers have been in there you know giants mariners still in there as well a return to the angels i guess is always possible you know you have the yankees and mets but it doesn't seem like you know, the Mets would be so deep into the luxury tax if they go into Otani that, it, you know, whatever 40, 50 million a year becomes almost double that with, with the tax that they're in already. So I don't know if they'll be, you know, willing to do that. The Yankees, you know, I they need, they do need left-handed bats, but I don't know uh, if DH is the right guy to, or the right person Otani would transcend, you know, any team obviously and would fit in. But when you have a team with Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and you need both of them in your lineup uh, for the most part, it's hard to get somebody that's a DH only because, you know, and Judge can still handle the outfield, but at some point he might not be able to. Stanton looked like last year (laughs) can't move anymore, uh, but maybe he'll have a, a... fresh, healthy offseason and push it into it. But whatever the case is, like I said, we're going to talk about Dodgers and, and them being the favorites. And I honestly don't know if them being the favorites is just the fact that they are a team that really wants Otani, that seemingly didn't do much last offseason in order to have money for this offseason when Otani would be available, that they have the money to do so, that they – you know, the fact that he can't pitch is a deterrent a little bit because the Dodgers do, <coughs> excuse me, the Dodgers do need pitching, but it's also a matter of, you know, is it enough of a deterrent to push him off? And I don't think so. I think the Dodgers, you know, have more than enough money to sign Otani and sign two starting pitchers or trade for a starting pitcher and sign a starting pitcher, whatever the case is. Um, and kind of push that forward, you know, and if Otani does come back, you know, great. If not, they, that's where, you know, kind of gets murky, but the 500 million that, that is out there or well, that Heyman put out there, he said, you know, he was on record before saying 600 mil. He believes the fact that he can't pitch and the fact that it's his second Tommy John surgery, you know, knocks off a hundred mil off the top. Um, it's just hard to see, and and like I said, you know, it's hard to compete with "quote unquote" dumb money. So I do believe there's someone out there that gives Shohei Otani 500 mil. I don't know if that's the Dodgers, because you know, coming back from second time with John, not a guarantee. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this in, in the next segment. We talk about Walker Bueller, but. You know, it's not a guarantee that he comes back to exactly what he was before. And, and obviously, we've seen a lot of unprecedented things uh, with Otani so far in his career. So, you know, I'm not going to rule him out. And even if he doesn't, even if it takes him two years to come back, you know, if assuming you sign him to a longer term deal, you know, you can still get that that pitching side of things from him at some point. But the 500 mil, I mean, you know, even if it goes over 10 years, that's 50 mil a year. It's a lot of money, but I I do think where everything kind of sits in with Otani is that it makes baseball sense. You know, they technically do need a DH and a hitter. They will need a pit. You know, you're always going to need pitching. So when he can pitch again, you know, you'll have a pitcher there for you. 
And then, you know, obviously the business of it, you know, bringing Otani to your team brings a different, not a completely different fan base. The Dodgers already have a strong Japanese fan base, but it does bring more of that fan base. It does bring, you know, a fan base of people that might not even be huge baseball fans, but they're Otani fans or they want to see something they've never seen before with Otani. Uh, you know, new marketing opportunities and and everything that comes with it. So it makes sense on the baseball, you know, it makes sense on the field. It makes sense off the field. And it's just a matter of, you know, how deep do these links and ties and rumors that the Dodgers are, you know, Friedman's enamored with Otani and that the Dodgers are enamored with Otani. And that's what all this, you know, last season not spending, you know, does it really mean that? And, And, I don't know. Maybe I'm just skeptical. I, I just don't see that being the way they go. And we haven't seen, you know, I, I do think the Dodgers stick to their guns, uh, you know, for better, or for worse in, in terms of the front office. And, you know, the Mookie Betts deal took a while to get, to get done, but when it was done, it didn't take too long. Um, you know, if, if, if the pandemic didn't happen in 2020, you know, Mookie Betts might've had that deal in place, you know, even earlier, whatever the case is, but uh, I don't know. I'm skeptical of all the Dodger love and maybe that's just me trying to, you know, put up a wall. And so I don't get hurt when the Dodgers don't, if the Dodgers don't get Otani, but uh, it, it is still curious to see how they are the odds on favorite, from Vegas, they are the favorite in terms of other general managers. They are the favorite from a lot of the beat writers. And, uh, you know, it, it does get you a little bit excited for the possibility of Otani coming to the Dodgers. And, um, you know, we're just going to have to obviously wait and see what happens. So I know we say that a lot, but we can only give you what we think is uh, the take or a rational thought or a smart thought or just a thought in general. It doesn't have to be rational or smart. But at the end of the day, we don't know what's going to happen, and it's all going to come down to what actually does happen. So we shall continue on with Otani and, you know, what happens there. On the flip side, I don't think he may hold up the pitching side of things too much because he can't pitch next year. So whoever signs him is still going to need pitchers if they need pitching beforehand, which, you know, the Dodgers would. So um, I believe Robert Murray was out out there said that – he believes the pitching market might start heating up even before the winter meetings in December. So we'll, we'll see what happens there as well. Uh, speaking of pitching, Walker Bueller is a pitcher. He will pitch for the Dodgers next year. We hope, but what can we generally expect from him coming off a of second Tommy John is, you know, he, can he be that ace again, or is it going to take a while or do they have to temper expectations? We'll talk about Walker Bueller and all that coming up. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I, and or you and us, or every us and you, whoever, however you want to word it. We get fired up with wins. We uh, get down on losses. We talk about who's going to start and who sits and examine every part of the world that is the Dodgers. And I'm thankful for that connection we have, and I want our chat to be a little more personal now. So whether you're on extended travel, you're bracing for a mid wedger event, major weather event or limited by yet another supply shortage you're covered because jace medical has you covered 
Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical Life-Saving Antibiotics, and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Revatio prescriptions are available. So go online right now. Go to jacemedical.com and receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. One verified customer had this to say about Jace. Quote, I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with the year supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. End quote. So if you're someone you'd love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. And remember to use the promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. That's J-A-S-E medical.com promo code locked on. Go check out Jace today. I want to thank you for making locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day. If we're not your first listen of the day, that's fine. We could be your first sit, your first listen, your second listen. As long as you're listening at some point in your day, we appreciate you. And if you do that every day, if you watch or listen every day, you're part of a group called the Everydayers, and we like the Everydayers. So go be a part of the Everydayers by listening or watching to Lockdown Dodgers every day. And remember, there's a lot of baseball talk on SiriusXM, even in the offseason. So go check out SiriusXM or get the XSM app and uh, find their baseball stations and listen to what, the, what everyone's talking about. Walker Bueller is, um, you know, was trying to come back in 2023 this past season. Maybe if he could have definitely come back and pitched for the Dodgers, but probably would have been smart for his long-term health. Uh, he still felt sore after he pitched and, and got on the mound in the minors and just didn't have that recovery time. And, you know, he wasn't going to be able to come back and, and help the Dodgers out in the postseason. So, you know, he got shut down. But he's a, a wild card for the 2024 season, mainly because we don't know what to expect. Now, this is his second Tommy John surgery. Uh, he came back and, you know, velocity wasn't quite where he was beforehand. But again, he was trying to rush to come back, you know, maybe wasn't at full strength yet. Now he'll have another full offseason to go through. So could come back there. But I just kind of wanted to go through and, and talk about first about, you know, the good and bad of pitchers to have two Tommy John surgeries because the other day Brandon Gomes talked about Walker Buehler specifically and he said that the team is still talking about whether he'll have any restrictions next year or or what the plan is and you know the easiest and most common person to tie him to is Nate Eovaldi. Nate Eovaldi had a little bit more time in between his Tommy John surgeries. He had one in 2007 and then one in 2016 uh, when he did come back in 2017 he or no, he missed 2017 when he came back in 2018. I mean, he did make 21 starts that year. He did throw 111 innings, and obviously, we remember him in the postseason uh, pitching pretty well for for Boston in that postseason when they won the World Series. Uh, he did get the loss in that long game uh, for the Dodgers uh, in that 18 inning game. He did get the loss. He gave up the home run to Max Muncy, but he was pretty good. Besides that, he had a 1.29 ERA. Uh, you know, seven innings, one run in the ALDS, 7.1 innings, two earned runs in two games in the ALCS. And then, you know, just that one run in eight innings in over three games in, in the World Series. So 
the first year removed from his Tommy John surgery, he threw 111 innings in the regular season. He threw another 20 some innings in the in the postseason, so 130 innings. And I think if the Dodgers can count on 110 innings for Marky Buehler in the regular season, plus whatever they need out of him in the postseason, I think that's a good bottom, you know, ceiling or not a ceiling. That's a good floor to shoot for. Um, other guys that have had two Chami John surgeries that have come back, Jameson Tyone had one in 2014 and 2019. Uh, you know, he came back and pitched well enough for the, for the Yankees. Uh, after coming back, he was with Pittsburgh, traded to the Yankees, performed well enough, got a deal with the Cubs. Um, hasn't been that great with the Cubs, but, you know, he's been healthy and been able to, to, to pitch maybe not quite where he was before. Uh, Daniel Hudson was a crazy one because he had, Tommy John in 2012 came back and then had Tommy John again in 2013. Uh, he had to kind of go away from being a starter. He was a starter back then, went away from being a starter, kind of became a reliever. And, you know, we, we know what he's done since then, been a pretty solid reliever. Joe Kim Soria had a Tommy John in 2003 and then again in 2012 when he came back. Uh, he still pitched relatively well. Then you have Chris Capuano, who had one six years apart. And when he came back, uh, you know, he's he pitched well enough. 437 career ERA for or 438 career ERA 437 after a second Tommy John surgery. So, you know, still still relatively well. And there's a list of guys that haven't come back, but you know, guys like Josh Johnson, Chris Medlin, uh Brandon Beachy, who you might remember with the Dodgers. You know, the Dodgers had they were waiting for him to figure things out, never quite happened or get healthy. Uh, Brian Wilson, you know, had his second time John surgery, then came to the Dodgers, had one good year, and then one not so good year. I think for Bueller, the fact that he almost came back last year, that he looked pretty good, uh, is, a good is obviously a positive sign that his velocity, even if it wasn't quite what it was before, that it was close enough to where he has, a, a like I said, a full off season, strengthening that arm, strengthening those muscles, building everything up. Uh, I'm sure he'll be touching 96 again, at least 95, 96 again, once we get back in spring training and, and, and heading toward the season. But, you know, it, it's hard to not just say, oh, the, you know, the Dodgers don't need a number one or two starter because they have Walker Buehler. It, it's hard to, to not say that, but it, it's, you know, a reality that he might not be one, he, he you know, and he could not have the stuff that or make him a one or two starter. Two, he might not be reliable as a one or two starter in terms of being able to take the ball every fifth day. Um, and, you know, for the Dodgers, I think make sure that depending, you know, depending who they sign, depending what happens, I don't think they're going to be, you know, pushing their starting pitchers. Like, you know, I don't think they're all of a sudden going to start pushing their starting pitchers to throw 200 innings, everybody. I think, you know, they'll have, a rotation of five starting pitchers and then they'll have, you know, four to five guys behind them that can come up as needed and pitch when needed, or even have, you know, maybe even a six man rotation, depending on, like I said, how things go um, in the off season. So I think they, they can get, you know, I think 20 starts for Walker Bueller is a, a, a nice place to aim for, you know, get 20 starts. That should be around a hundred, hundred plus innings. Um, you know, obviously hopefully getting stronger as the season goes on, getting stronger going into October, because, you know, as I mentioned on an episode before, like Walker Bueller is that, is that dog for the Dodgers. He is that guy, you know, they, they've won a lot of series 
since he, you know, 2018 made the World Series, 2020 won the World Series, you know, 2019, 2021 lost in the, you know, one loss in the DS, one loss in the CS, but not necessarily his fault. And, you know, I think that he has a lot to do with it and, and he can still be that guy in October. You know, we, we've, we saw Eovaldi do it this past October and, you know, pitch very well for the Rangers and, and help lead them to a world series victory. So I'm excited to see what we, what we're going to get out of Walker Bueller. And I'd be even more excited, you know, if the Dodgers do go out and get an ACE and then another strong starting pitcher. And then now, you know, Walker Bueller can, you know, slot in wherever he needs to, uh, you know, doesn't have to rush back and, and carry the load for the Dodgers. He can, you know, get back to being comfortable, you know, Bobby Miller getting comfortable as well. And, you know, all these other young guys that they have and, you know, not having to count on, you know, this year, it's not the Dodgers were counting on Walker Bueller, but they kind of had thoughts of Walker Bueller being able to pitch for them didn't work out, you know, Dustin May, Tony Gonson for sure. Like, I think, you know, you don't even talk about them pitching, or at least, you know, Dustin May for sure, because he had his earlier in the year. I think you just kind of shut him down all next year. Don't worry about it. You know, Tony Gonson, obviously, same thing. He has Tommy John, so it's going to – he won't be able to come back anyways. But I think for Bueller, you aim for 20 starts in the regular season and, and go from there. And obviously, if he feels good and feels great, you know, they're, they're going to – he's going to want to be pushed. The Dodgers, you know, should probably feel comfortable pushing him. But, uh, you know – We'll, we'll see what happens, but I'm I'm always excited to see Walker Bueller pitch until, you know, there's no reason to not be excited about it, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he can do in 2024. So, Silver Slugger awards were announced yesterday. The Dodgers only had one winner. Were they snubbed? Uh, they definitely were not not snubbed. So we'll we'll talk about that. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. If you are watching or listening right now, we appreciate you. If we are your first listener of the day, we appreciate you. If you watch or listen every day and you're an everydayer, we appreciate you. And if you're not one of those, well, you got to be at least one of those if you're listening to this. But if you're not someone who makes it your first listen, go ahead and try it out, you know, on your way to work, at the gym, when you wake up, when you're getting ready for work, or if you work from home, just listen at home. Um, but, you know, you can listen at any point of the day. But as long as you're listening uh, and watching every single day, we appreciate you as being an everydayer. All right, so let's get into this final. Silver Slugger awards were announced. Mookie Betts won a Silver Slugger uh, in the outfield, did not win as a utility player. Cody Bellinger did not win in the outfield, but did win as a utility player. So, you know, those guys. Between Acuna, Betts, Soto, and Bellinger, I needed one of Mookie or Bellinger to win as utility in order to fit them all in. So, you know, I'm fine with how it all laid out in the outfield. Mookie, you know, is going to finish second in MVP voting. He should be a silver slugger. But what is interesting is in the National, well, obviously in the National League, uh, at first base, Matt Olson won silver slugger. And it's interesting because. You know, we know that Freddie Freeman finished higher than Matt Olson in the MVP because Freddie Freeman's a finalist and Matt Olson wasn't. But for the most part, I mean, Matt Olson, obviously Freddie Freeman was a finalist for Gold Glove. 
he has value defensively. But, you know, similarly, he has a lot of his value as offensive. And, you know, you look at the different ways of, of valuing offense, and it just depends. You know, Matt Olson led the league in home runs, led the league in RBI, led the league in slugging percentage, you know, was, was very close to Freddie Freeman and OPS. Like, it's not a complete snub that um, Matt Olson won Silver Slugger. I mean, Silver Slugger, you think of a slugger, you think of home runs. And, uh, you know, Matt Olson had a lot of those home runs. But it is interesting, you know, just for the fact of, you know, you look at defensive war this season, and Freddie Freeman had a defensive war of, on on baseball reference of negative 1.7. Matt Olson had a defensive war of zero, so, so average. So Freddie had more baseball reference war on offense than Olson did. Um, but, you know, Olson wins the – Silver Slugger. It's just interesting because, like, if the offense or if the defense is essentially a wash or or close to a wash, um, you know, and you're voting for MVP and Silver Slugger, you would think that if somebody's above you for MVP, they'd also be above for a Silver Slugger. But not quite how it worked out. I don't think Freddie Freeman's losing any sleep over it. I don't think anyone really, you know, cares that much. Uh, it just was interesting because, like I said, if if he's going to be ahead in MVP, and then they're different voters, I understand that, but if you're going to be ahead of MVP and you should be ahead of Silver Slugger if, you know, if you consider the defense watch. If you consider the defense ready to have better defense, uh, then I guess, it, you know, it makes sense to have. And it's hard to say, oh, Matt Olson doesn't deserve the Silver Slugger because he does deserve it. I was just curious to see how that voting went. Uh, the other, there, the one snub that did happen uh, is at DH because the Dodgers had finalists at catcher as well with um, Will Smith, obviously, but the winner at catcher the National League was William Contreras, which I don't have an issue with. He was a very good offensively. Uh, Will Smith had you know issues after breaking a rib early in the season and. You know, didn't quite have the second half of the season that he would have wanted. Where the snub does come from is DH. Bryce Harper won, and I don't know. I'm trying to figure out exactly why Bryce Harper won over J.D. Martinez. There's, you know, not a lot of reasons or stats that that should have happened. I don't think there's any reason other than Bryce Harper is a bigger name than J.D. Martinez because, you know, obviously Blake Harper missed some time. Um, J.D. Martinez had, you know, much more than him. Um, But then when you you look at the numbers, I mean, Bryce Harper, county numbers aren't there. Uh, You know, J.D. was was really good this year, and, and Bryce was good too, but I just don't know where the voters can pick him over J.D. Martinez. You know, Bryce Harper ended up playing in 126 games, 29 doubles, 21 homers, a 293 batting average, a 499 slugging, a 900 OPS, a 146 OPS plus. You know, that's good. That, that is that is very good. But, you know, J.D. Martinez had a little bit more slug. Um, and, you know, Played in less games than Bryce Harper, actually, but 27 doubles, 33 homers, 103 RBI, 
you know, 893 OPS. I guess it's not as much of a snub as I'm making it out to be. Um, but it just felt like JD deserved it. But, you know, Bryce, I guess it, it, it kind of goes to like, what are the voters looking at specifically? Because, you know, if you're looking at OPS, yeah, Bryce Harper had the higher OPS. But, you know, Freddie Freeman also had the higher OPS over Matt Olson, and you picked Matt Olson over Freddie Freeman uh, on the other side. So, or actually, no, Freddie didn't have a higher uh, yeah, Olson ended up having the higher OPS. But, you know, regardless. Um, so, I went in talking about how JD got snubbed. Uh, maybe the snub wasn't as great as I thought, but still, it is interesting to see how you know how the voters decide to vote. Um, you never really know, like you know, counting stats. Is it OPS? Is it advanced stats? You know, I don't know exactly what the voters are looking at, but um, I guess I just want to show more love to JD than. Maybe even he deserved at this point because, you know, Bryce was good and they played similar amount of games and uh, JD just hadn't beaten home runs. I don't know. It, this is why I don't like talking about awards, really, because, especially like Silver Slugger, Gold Glove, like these types of awards. Because, like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm sure the players care a little bit. And I'm sure, you know, if one of them had to go to arbitration, which None of these guys will have to go to arbitration. Uh, you know, it, it looks nicer when you have these awards behind you. But at the end of the day, does it really matter? Not so much. So it uh, that's going to do it for this week. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to become an everyday or by listening or watching every day. There's a lot more players to talk about that we haven't got into. I mean, we've talked about Corbin Burns, but we haven't even talked about any of the free agent pitchers, any of the other trade targets. There's a lot of us, a lot of names for us to still get into. And we'll definitely get into that. Uh, you know, as time goes on, the awards get announced, the big awards get announced next week. Um, we know probably that the Dodgers aren't going to win any. I don't think James Outman has enough juice to win, beat out Corbin Carroll for rookie of the year. And uh, we're pretty much conceded that Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman are going to finish two and three in MVP. But we'll talk about it if there's any surprises in the voting and any free agent news that happens or any new rumors and links and everything for the, that that comes to the Dodgers. We'll talk about all that uh, as the weeks go on. So thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen. Go listen or watch every day. Become an everydayer. You can find us where you find podcasts and on YouTube. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Dodgers. You can find Jeff on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's 91 You can DM either of us for any questions, comments, or concerns. You can send those via email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're every weekday morning, and we hope to be here with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, text my device, play podcast, Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.